It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Mike. Uh, this is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mike Burroughs from uh, Mortgage House of America. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Before we get started, let me uh, tell everyone about some of the things that are coming up. Uh, end of uh, this month in January, we have a cold call camp on January 30th. There are a couple of seats available. Uh, if you're interested in sending uh, yourself or some of your people to the cold call camp, we will teach people how to get by the gatekeeper how to engage the prospect in a conversation. We'll teach three scripts for that and five ways so that you won't get stuck in your prospect's voicemail. Uh, call me or Carmen at 753-9400. Let's see. Still time to sign up for the Sandler Client Summit 2013. Uh, this one is called No Guts, No Gain. It's going to be held in Orlando, a great place for a conference in the middle of February, isn't it? Uh, the this is the second uh, conference. It'll be about 350 Sandler trainers and about 600 clients. The uh, unusual part about this, besides having a theme, is that we have a outside guest speaker. Uh, his name is going to be Brian Frank. He's the head of global sales operations for LinkedIn, and Brian is going to share with us how LinkedIn utilizes their own platform to expand their brand and increase market share. This will be a great conference. We have at least uh, three people from uh, the Cincinnati marketplace who are already signed up. There are some places available for that. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow's uh, show, we're going to have Andy Boyd, the president of IPS, or Integrated Protection Services. Their company handles... uh, fire and life safety issues, and equipment. Uh, Next week, we're going to have Arnie Stola from uh, Covap. They're a wholesale supplier to the pharmaceutical industry, as well as a a bulk mail print print house. Uh, On the 25th of January, we're going to have Tyson Grace and Paul Sturback. They have a building company called Grayback Construction. Uh, After that, we have Mike Callahan from Callahan & Associates. Um, and then we're going to have uh, a couple of other people. Uh, on the 14th of uh, February, we have Steve Phillips from Purple Trout. He's going to be talking about the right way to do search engine optimization. And we have a commercial real estate guy, John Dwyer, from Dwyer Commercial on, on February 21st. Not the complete list, but that's just a, a, a tickler of who's going to be on. Uh, let me tell everyone a, l- a little bit about Mike, Mike Burroughs. He was born during World War II, so that makes him a young guy. Uh, <laughs> we can work interactively. You can interrupt If me. you didn't know how old you were, would you know how old you could be? Uh, that's a question that requires some thought. Uh, Mike grew up in Franklin, Ohio, just south of Dayton. Uh, Mike's played uh, in all sports in high school. Is most proud of being a basketball guard 
and going undefeated in the regular season with his teammates from Franklin High School. Uh, so that makes you a tall guy, Mike. Uh, well, you were taller then. Uh, not really, just skinny. Just skinny. Okay, a lot of a lot of us were skinny in, in high school. Uh, Mike attended and graduated from the University of Cincinnati in the mid-60s, attended Chase Law School. Uh, his first marriage, he had a, a girl and a boy, a second marriage to Shirley. Uh, they have a boy and girl, and now he has a blended family with eight grandchildren and a wonderful Christmas. Yes. Okay, you beat me. I only have seven grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mike's worked in the savings and loan industry uh, during the 70s and 80s, originating real estate mortgages. Broken home loans in the 90s, started his own company in 1998, calling it Mortgage House of America. Presently, he's located in Hyde Park. Mike is the sole owner of the company. He owns his own office building and has 11 full-time employees generating real estate loans, primarily on homes. So you do commercial as well as residential? I can, but uh, my niche is home loans. Understand. Uh Mike uh, was one of the founding members of the Blue Ash Montgomery Sims Township, Sims Township Rotary Club, formed in 1990. And uh, he, he's in. He is this a separate club, Mike? An international service club helping the less fortunate. No, that's your description of Rotary. Yes. Oh, okay. My description of Rotary, since I'm a member of the downtown club, is. Uh, it's, it's all about service above self. It is. Okay. Service to the community, service to the world, and service to the club itself. Uh, Rotary has made a, quite an international name over the past 15 or 20 years by almost wiping out polio. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Uh, Mike is also a trustee of the Cincinnati Day Country School and served in public office from 19... 19- 85 to 1995 as a trustee for Sims Township. Uh, Mike has been a board member of various nonprofit organizations, including the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation of Greater Cincinnati. Mike and Shirley reside in Indian Hill. So, Mike, thanks for, for joining us here on the show. And uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your company uh, and how you grew to 11 employees in the mortgage business and in, as an independent. Well, Mike, I, I hope within this hour you'll feel that I'm probably the most blessed person that you've ever interviewed since you've started this radio show because I am truly blessed. Um, I'm 69 years old. I've been originating loans for 48 years. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to work. Now, Every day. Right. Naturally, there have been some days I wanted to slam the door and not come back. Mm-hmm. But that's been the rarity. So right out of college, I got into originating loans, and I uh, had some very good teachers. But when the 90s came, the savings and loan business had pretty well crashed in the 80s. And so then I got into the brokerage business. I waited, and now you know I'm going to brag. I waited for my daughter to get out of Dartmouth and Harvard. Mm-hmm. And then I took the plunge in 1998. And thanks to people like you who have given me very good guidance since 1998, I should have done it 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that period forward, I've uh, been blessed with cycles that I don't need to advertise. I, do, I have a zero advertising budget. People know me. They trust me. I've trained people that know nothing about the business, and they're my biggest producers today. And that's not because of me. It's because of them. They just needed a little guidance. You know, that's an interesting point. We've talked to other people in the mortgage industry. In fact, I've trained some other companies. And primary requirement number one for them is they won't hire anyone unless they've had two or more years significant mortgage industry experience. Well, I've found that that hasn't been a good criteria for me. I can um, understand why. It's, it's more important to pick the right people who can actually sell. Well, as you know, we talked before the show about Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, mm-hmm. and he talks about get the right people on the bus. And then he says, in the right seats. Right. He does. And that's 
you know, we, we, we both are on the same page, but for your listeners, I would just simply say that uh, uh, I, I've been blessed with these cycles. You'd have to have your head in the sand to know that we're not into the lowest mortgage home rates in my 48 years. Mm-hmm. Michael, I have a two-and-a-half, 15-year fixed with under $500. But you got to qualify. And there's no secret either. What, what do you mean under $500? $500. No, that's the closing cost? That's the closing cost. Wow. And because I have a good reputation, because my investors understand if you can pass the Mike Burroughs test, you get the better deal than we even give our retail loan officers. And so when a file isn't a lot of trouble, it's value to an investor. Mm-hmm. And if you've got 200 loan officers bringing in loans that don't make it to home plate, that becomes an expense. So I try to shoot straight with both sides, investors and my borrowers. If you qualify, you get the best. If you don't qualify, you know, let's be practical and move on. I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Mortgage business has uh, has changed a lot in the last couple of years. Oh, hasn't every industry? Some more than others. Yeah. Yeah, I would say my biggest um, change has been going from taking a one-page application early in my career to today, 47 pages. I cannot accept your loan unless you review and sign 47 pages of disclosures. So it's our government here to help us. And there were a lot of abuses. I'd be the first to admit it. So as as we go through all these regulatory changes, uh, it's just going to take more effort for us to get where we need to go. But again, if you have good credit, you have a job, and you have a little bit of equity in the property, we can help. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seemed like to me the government was asking uh, for a disaster when they uh, told financial institutions to finance people who couldn't and didn't have the economic means to pay back the mortgages. That's becoming more and more known through the uh, both both administrations mm-hmm. uh, that wanted everybody to have a house. Well, you know, not everybody can afford a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think people uh, buy from you at Mortgage House of America? Well, um, again, because I don't advertise. Um, I really think everybody wants price. People like me try to sell service, but at the end of the day, they still want price. So I'm able to find better deals than if you just walk into a bank because I'm constantly looking at all different types of investors, depending upon what you want in a product. You know, a 30-year fix, a 15-year fix, your P&G, you're only going to be here five years, you want a five-year arm. You know, whatever you want, then our expertise is finding the lowest price for you. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly shopping the market and you're using private investors. No, I'm not using private. They're all public. They're mm-hmm. all, uh, you know, they may be uh, savings and loans. They may be banks. They may be community banks. They may be credit unions. Uh, what I'm finding today is they're filthy rich with cash. And as you may know, if they give it to the government for a one-year CD, Treasury bill? Make 1%. No. 0.14. Wow. 0.14. So you're a CEO and you've got $50 million. What are you going to do with it? Uh, I got trouble. I got a trouble return (laughs) on investment. I got, you you can bring me someone with, and and if I only have to pay 2.5% interest, that's that's a good deal. Well, you know, it's good for everybody in this market. Mm -hmm. So, um, why wouldn't people get be able to get those kind of rates just from a bank, Mike? Well, banks do not have to disclose their profit margins. I do. So if you come and apply for a loan to me, i got to tell you what the bank's going to pay me. And I can make more or less. It's my decision. So I'm proud to say I do a lot of Procter & Gamble executives. 
And for that, uh, I'm willing to work for a little bit less so that I can get a little bit lower rate for my client. Mm-hmm. Um, so to walk into any bank, U.S. Bank, Fifth Third, and I'm not pushing any of those, um, they have overhead that I don't have. Uh, they advertise like crazy. I don't. So, you know, again, going back to what the customer wants, he wants price. What makes uh, people uh, call you? Um, pretty much in these markets, it's because I've been in the business so long, and I have uh, uh, a referral. In fact, I joined an organization in California called By Referral Only mm-hmm. to teach me strategies. So I only work by word of mouth. So, okay. So I'm very blessed. That's good. Mike, we're going to take a, uh, a short commercial break. Uh, Mike has agreed to uh, take callers. If uh, you have a question, you can call in. We'll take the calls during the, these commercial breaks. Uh, the number is 646-595-4916. And now we're going to listen to a conversation I had with a fellow named Tom Manning about a marketing and sales program that he's, that he's sponsoring coming up uh, late spring. This is Mike Roth with Tom Manning. We're talking about your marketing and sales boot camp that you're going to be running in April and May. And the name of the program is? It's called Engage 2013. Engage 2013. And you're going to be running it in Columbus and in Cincinnati. Correct. It's going to be Tuesday mornings for six weeks in Columbus and Wednesday mornings for six weeks in Cincinnati. Okay. And if a company sends their CEO, the CEO comes and he's bringing a chief marketing officer, what would they be getting by attending your program? Well, the first thing we try to do is we try to get the company to develop a story, figure out what their key messages are, what the value proposition is, and come up with their company's story. From that, we can actually look at all your marketing materials to be sure they're telling the same story. All your marketing and sales materials. So does your website match your brochures, match your email campaign, and all of your branding? Does it tell the same message? Okay. Does it really have to match? It really does, because what it does is it creates a consistency in the eyes of the end customer or the end user of your products and services. If you Are you talking about user or prospect here? Well, it depends what your industry is. If you're B2C, it's going to be your customers, mm-hmm. and it's going to be what your customer sees with your company. Right. If you have different messages, you're actually causing customer confusion. If you're B2B, it's going to be you and other businesses, and you're going to be trying to capture market share. And so are you consistent as to what your message is and how you define yourself in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And why should someone attend? So what we'll do is we're going to, over the course of six weeks, we're going to help you um, define your your key messages and your company's story. And then from that, we're going to help you develop a marketing strategy and a sales strategy and perhaps a social media strategy that helps coordinate all of that. So people will be consistent at the end. Correct. We're going to actually look at everything from your logo and your corporate identity. Does it match that key messages? Your website, are the messages on your website consistent? Your brochure, your sales presentations, your PowerPoint presentations, your proposal system, your email campaign, your trade show. And naturally, your selling system. And, of course, your selling system as well. Tom, if someone is interested in finding out more, either speaking to you or speaking to you personally, how should they do that? There's two ways. One, you could go to marketleaders.us. Um, that's the website for Engage 2013. You can learn all about the sessions there and the speakers and the time frame and, and uh, registration. Or you can call me directly if you have any questions that aren't answered there, and you can reach me at 614-622-1047. Thanks, Tom. In future weeks, we'll be hearing more from Tom about the Engaged Marketing and Sales 2013. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Mike Burroughs from Mortgage House of America. Uh, Mike, you've had Mortgage House of America for a lot of years. What is the unique marketing advantage that you that you bring to the marketplace? Um, as I said a minute or so ago, uh, it's really word of mouth. Mm-hmm. People trust me. And they send them to me, even if I have an associate work on it. Um, it's simply trust, uh, which is preceded by price. 
Is, is, is price the number one question that people ask you when they call you? Unfortunately, yes. Mm-hmm. And until we get into the ball game and understand some of the skeletons in the closet, and we all have them, mm-hmm. um, you know, m- many times then price takes a back seat. Just can you get me the money? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are people that will lend money to just about anybody at the right price. But that's not been my target market. My target market is I want to work by word of mouth. I want to be able to close 98 of the 100 deals that I take where the industry is 70 out of 100. Mm-hmm. So there's a big expense when you can't close the other 28. Mm-hmm. You said you had a 11 people in your organization? I do. How and many have, are loan officers? Uh, I have five loan officers. Um, As a loan officer, now you have to be licensed? You do. Uh, by the state in which you want to do business in. And presently, although I have in early 2000, all my P&G guys would go everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've closed loans in 38 of the 48 contiguous states. But today, the government says, if I want to make a loan in California, I have to get a license in California every year. Every year I have to take education. Every year I have to take a test. Every year I have to pay the license fee. So with this low interest rate market, I've chosen to use my resources only for loans in Ohio, Cleveland to Cincinnati, and Kentucky. And I'm working eight days a week or so it feels. Most of us only get seven. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering where you got that extra day. Some people might want to. If God made eight, I'd work eight. Yeah, I, it's funny. When one of my first clients in Cincinnati said to me, Mike, I'm going to buy sales training for me and my company if you can give me 48 hours a day. <laughs> and I looked at her like she was crazy. And I said, hey, no one gets more than 24. And she said, well, I'm always busy. I'm, I, I, I just have to have more time. Yep. And so I said to her, I think it's closed. Or what happens if I can make you three times more efficient than the time you have? And that's the key. Yeah. We both know that. Sure. So we we made it more efficient, and she sold a lot of stuff. Okay, um, you know, there's a lot of talk going on now about uh, raising the debt ceiling. Uh, what do you think that's going to do to the mortgage interest rates? Well, uh, we know they're going to go up, Mike. We just don't know when. Um, I had an associate that had his own mortgage company for years, and when people ask me what they think is going to happen to interest rates, his answer, now my answer, they're going to change. Well, they always change. Sometimes up, sometimes down. Well, as you know, if we're at the bottom of the barrel here, 48 years in my lifetime, mm-hmm. my business lifetime, um, if the government keeps printing paper and if the banks have not committed their cash, rates could stay low, according to Ben Bernanke through this year, maybe through 2014, et cetera. But because Freddie and Feeney are in receivership, they're owned by the government, they want those agencies to decrease their portfolios, and they want the private market to come in. Uh, Michael, private market isn't going to lend money at 2.5% and still make a profit. Well, So they're going to go up. So although we can get 2.5% money now, you're saying it's got to go up? In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you think that's going to happen a year from now or two months from now? Well, everything that you read with all these economists who make all of the contingencies that they do to make their premises and their conclusions, et cetera, um, yes, eventually it's going to go up. I think we're going to have low rates all this year. Now, we have a rule in Sandler that, you know, you can't use a buzzword until you explain to everyone what it is first. So you used Freddie and Fannie. Okay. Why don't you explain what they are for our listeners? In the Great Depression of the 30s, the Federal National Mortgage Association was created, primarily created to try to redistribute the wealth from Wall Street through the other contiguous states. And in the late 60s, I was the first... Um, loan officer to sell a loan to Freddie when they had an office here in Cincinnati. 
but Freddie stands for the federal um, uh, just drew a blank. Fannie Mae is the Federal National Mortgage Association. Freddie Mac is the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation. There you go. And that was pretty much formed in the late 60s. And both have over a trillion dollars of loans that they're servicing. So uh, they are the gorillas. They do make the market. And uh, those buzzwords. Why do we need both? Well, they're two separate organizations. When Fannie was created in the Great Depression, it was pretty much owned by the government at that time. Over the years, it did go public. It did get on Wall Street. It is on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, with the, with the uh, Freddie Mac being part of the federal home loan, they administer the, the 12 regional banks. So it's just another fork in the road where we can go and get money. Mm-hmm. And I don't sell directly to those. I sell through intermediaries, um, be it a bank, a credit union, or whoever. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, most popular home mortgage products today? In my case... Your opinion, yeah. Yeah. In my case, uh, it's the 15-year fixed. I would say generically for the bank's it's probably pretty heavily weighted towards um, FHA type government loans. Uh, they've come up with so many. They have so many acronyms. Uh, the current one is HARP two because HARP one failed. But my average loan is just under three hundred thousand, and there's no other firm or bank in Greater Cincinnati that has a higher average. Um, most are in the 150,000, or mine's in the 300 range, and that's because they do a lot more government programs than I do. It's not my target market, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the marketplace today, uh, what do you think are the opportunities and possibilities? Well, I think there's tremendous opportunities if you're if you're listening to CNN or any other. Uh, TV stations, you'll know that the sales are up. Uh, you'll know that home construction is up. Well, when you hit bottom, generally, there's only one place to go, and that's back up. So so is this the time people who have been sitting on the sideline renting should be buying? Um, naturally, there's a lot of variables to that, but I'm going to say generically yes, because of the low interest rates, because there are a number of houses that are in the market but probably for the first time in two years, I'm actually starting to see more sales and more multiple offers where the agent comes back to you and say, you get one more try because there's been one or more other offers made. So you only get one last counter. What do you want to do? And we're seeing more and more of that than I have in the last two years. Mm, interesting. Interesting. And so there are more units being sold. Yes. Both new and used homes. Yes. Both, okay. both nationally and locally. Mm-hmm. Do you see any obstacles in the uh, marketplace? Yeah, the government. The government? The government. We just had another 1,300 pages released by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is the administration's new consumer uh, advocacy group that uh, has almost Gestapo-like powers. And in the 1,300 pages we get a year January of 2014, to comply with the new regulations. So we need a year as an industry because of how the software programs have to be written. In my opinion, it's going to be more difficult in 2014 to get a loan than it will be in 2013. So people have about 10 months now to to get their loans before these extra regulations go in. And it's not easy getting a loan today. Um, I mean, there's a lot of frustration on on people like me that's in the middle. Did, did I hear you straight that, that, that if I wanted to get a new mortgage, refinance my own home, it would take a, a document 47 pages long that I'd have to fill out? Oh, that's just to start. What? When you go to closing, if it's not a government loan, you're up to 87 pages. 80? It's a government that's loan. A, that's a book. Doesn't matter. 
Every law has been passed to protect you, to protect the consumer. And it's going to take me forever to fill out 87 pages. Well, no, you're, you're not supposed to read them. I'm not supposed to read them. <laughs> well, I say that in jest. But, you know, my, uh, my grandfather taught me never sign anything well, by D unless you read it. That's right. And, and most people that I deal with have, have had one to five homes. They understand all the boilerplate forms. And, you know, I have been to closings where a young couple will read everything, and that's okay. It takes two and a half hours instead of 15 minutes. But, you know, we don't want somebody not to sign and not know what they're signing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, this is what it takes to get a loan through the, the pipeline today. Wow, that's uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, you started Mortgage House in America, Mortgage House of America, in 1998. Correct. How did you pick that name and why did you pick that name? Um, you'd be surprised when you go to the state and try to get a name. Um, was well, you know, I've done that. Oh. Unfortunately, two or three times. Okay, but did you find it to be a problem? Tremendous problem. Yeah, because, you know, you've got to be pretty unique. And I was telling my wife one day how hard it was, and she said, well, you want to do loans all over America, why don't you call it Mortgage House of America? So... I sent it in, and they accepted it. Prior to that, I'll bet you I submitted at least 50 different names. So I give credit to my wife, who uh, was able to uh, understand my game plan in those days. Uh, I would love, and I get calls all the time, especially Cincinnatians that are in Florida or the Carolinas or Tennessee at Norris Lake. I can't help them. Because you only do work in Kentucky. Ohio in Kentucky. In Kentucky. Okay. That's a niche practice. That's good. We're going to take a uh, short commercial break here again. And the telephone number, if you have a question about mortgages for Mike, is 646-595-4916. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm on the air live with Mike Burrows. Uh, Mike has assured me that if he leaves, Lance Armstrong will be here to answer the questions before he goes on the show with Oprah. <laughs> okay. Folks, what I said to Michael was he'd get more call-ins if he had Lance Armstrong than me. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'd want them. I guess all of really? the sponsors have decided they don't want them. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, I have to I have to bring that up to Sandler. They fired uh, our, our last PGA golfer, and uh, now it looks like they can pick up Lance Armstrong pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Tiger too. Hey, be okay with me. Yeah. Uh, in your company, Mike, uh, do you guys have a long term strategic plan? You know, um, I, I have had in the past, but quite honestly, in the last two years, which have been my busiest of my 48, um, they're, they're, whatever you put on plans and strategics, et cetera, um, we have a garden hose hooked up to a fire hybrid. <laughs> and I just go from one call to another to another. And it tried to shoot straight. Um, most of the time that I've been on shows like this or on television, we'll get call-ins from people that are upside down mm-hmm. or divorcees where nobody will help them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad to say, you know, with the divorce rate being what it is, it's a big part of my business. When a family breaks up and then I'll either get one or in some cases I get them both. But um, most of your listeners have probably some questions, and maybe they don't really want to call in at this time, but they're certainly welcome to Google me, Mortgage House of America. You can find me. And, and, and what, how should they call you by phone? Uh, area code 513. My direct line, 794-7812. Let me repeat that, 513 794-7812. Good. Make sure you call that number after the show is over. Right. So we can get through the, the rest of this hour. Um, Mike, do you have a uh, an exit strategy for yourself, or are you going to work to the very last day? Well, when I told you in the beginning how blessed I am, yes. my son graduated from Ohio State, became a network administrator, um, got a pink slip. Mm. He called me from Columbus, Ohio, and said, Dad... What am I going to do? And I said, well, you know, I'm so busy right now. This is 1999 or 2000. I said, why don't you come down? I'll put some money in your pocket. But I can tell you from experience, whatever you want to do, uh, you have to have passion for. Mm -hmm. And my son is a Christian, and I thought he'd become a minister. He came down, and in 60 days he came to me, and he said, Dad, I'm never going to work for a salary again. And I looked at him and I said, son, never say never. <laughs> you just don't know. So your son is in the business? He's in the business. State? So my exit plan, if I have one, and I, I really don't have an exit plan. I, You know, uh, I've taken a test that says I'm going to live to be 92. And I may slow down in my 80s, but right now I'm just having too much fun. I, so am I in business. If you're not having fun, why are you here? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, in the in the home loan business, is either new construction or resales. What happens to people who uh, get a chunk of land or have a chunk of land and they want to build a house on it? Do you provide financing for them as well? I can, but let me tell you, with the '08 bubble crash in our industry, I probably had 30 construction lenders. My best was in Youngstown, Ohio as a lender, and today um, I have two, and their terms are so unreasonable, most people can't qualify. So what happens, in my experience, is they'll go and sign up with a subdivision builder who doesn't require anything but some money down, Mm -hmm. and then they'll get the permanent loan from me, but to answer your question direct, if you can qualify, yes, I can get you a construction loan. Uh, I had a call um, from a doctor who wanted to buy a lot for over a half a million dollars, and that construction lender wants the lot free and clear at closing. Where in my prior experience, we could have 20% down and finance 80%. Um, today, it just doesn't work that way. So it's difficult, but if you can qualify, I can get you a construction loan. 
Okay. So that, that's still happening? Yes. Uh, what type of uh, loans do you, do you arrange? Um, I can do conventional, conforming. I can do jumbo. Jumbo is anything... What, what, by the way, what does conforming mean? Conforming means that's what Freddie and Fannie will buy up to 417000 And every December they will announce if there's any adjustments in the loans that they will buy. And so anything above that is considered a jumbo and they will not buy it. Mm-hmm. So then either the bank or guys like me have to find another investor that's willing to do a loan above 417. The largest loan I have negotiated on a 6.6 million house was 4.2 million. And um but again my average is 300,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do VA loans, uh, mm-hmm. FHA loans. Uh we can do government loans called HARP2. Uh, HARP2 has been successful where HARP1 wasn't. What's a HARP loan? Home Affordability Refinance Program. So that's for people who are upside down? Yes. But making the payments. But making the payments. So if you owe 150% of whatever your value is today, Mm -hmm. if you qualify, you can get a HARP loan and borrow 150% of the house. Uh, but if you you got to be able to qualify on the income, you got to be able to qualify on the credit report, and the loan had to be originated prior to June of '09, and had to be purchased by Freddie or Fannie. So all this stuff is very very technical, but it I means just, that's a really small segment of the market. No, actually, they, it's not. Really, you're talking uh, probably a potential of seven million homeowners that would qualify if they knew about the program mm-hmm. nationwide. Wow. Remind me to give you the name of someone I know who's okay. who is probably current on his loan but way upside down. Yeah, well there's there's too many unfortunately and then they don't when they go through the little checklist there's some little box that they don't qualify. Mm-hmm. But um it's not my target market but I can do it. Okay. Uh I like to ask our guests, Mike, and we have a theory of operation here that says simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. So perhaps you could give uh, our listeners an example of a complex problem that you ran into at Mortgage House of America, that you came up with an equally complex solution to solve the problem. You may be able to take the logic of, of the complex solution and move it to another industry. Yeah, I think I can do that. Um Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> uh, in my business, um, for those to dovetail that are upside down, mm-hmm. if you qualify, what I can do is refer you to some of my private bankers who will give you an unsecured loan so that because you're upside down, when I get through with you, I can lend you 90% of the current appraisal. Well, let's say you owe 110%. Mm-hmm. And whatever figure you want to choose in dollar amounts between the 90 and the 110% is what my private banker will try to arrange for you, again, if you qualify. Mm-hmm. So it's complex in that because of my experience, I'm able to figure out ways to get through the rat maze. Mm-hmm. But if you walk in and talk to a loan officer of two years, I doubt if they'll have, you know, they have the cookie cutter. You either fit or you don't. If you don't, next. So in any other industry where people are having problems raising uh, credit, um, again, people will lend you money at some price. And this money that I just spoke of uh, for a recent doctor it's not cheap by today's standards. So that means that the, the the doctor would take out two loans, a mortgage and a private bank loan? Possibly three loans. But three? The, you know, possibly. It depends upon if he wants a 30-year fix, conforming 417, but he owes 500000 mm-hmm. But I can lend him 90% on the second loan. But I still need him to go and get the unsecured loan to make up the cash difference because we can't go to 110%. Got it? Got it. Okay. Um, So it's complex in the sense 
that um, I believe the average loan officer doesn't understand those kind of things and doesn't have the connections that I have. Uh, I'm on a first-name basis with many CEOs of banks, credit unions, et cetera. And so, you know, and I know experience is a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking to add more people to your organization this year? Actually, thank you for asking. Yes, I want to hire one more loan officer. In fact, I have just finished an expansion. I purchased an old house in Hyde Park, and I remodeled it. Mm-hmm. And it's done commercial. So I just finished an add-on, thanks to Steve Fletcher, the builder. Um, just now moved the furniture in. So I'm looking for one more good loan officer that I can train. Hmm. Might know someone for you. Thank you. Uh, and you know someone who should be on the radio show? I do. Should Send him to you. Send him over to me. And people who need sales training, send them over to me. Uh, we're going to take a, a last uh, short break here. If you want to ask Mike a question, the number is 646-595-4916. We're going to listen to Sandler Rule Number 6. Hi, I'm Bob Barber with Sandler Training. I'm here to talk to you about rule number six. Don't buy back tomorrow what you sold today. I was talking to a salesperson the other day, and he'd closed a big deal. Gone to the bank, cashed the check, the works. Unfortunately, he got a 4 o'clock in the morning phone call from a prospect saying, put a hold on things, something's come up. He'd had second thoughts. Second thoughts. Have you ever had second thoughts? Of course you have. It's human nature. It's usually right after you let your daughter stay out late on Friday night, or you order dessert or buy that new car. Did I make the right decision? It's only human nature. Traditional salespeople tend to rush through that process, hope that the person doesn't have their human nature natural reaction of second thoughts or buyer's remorse. They try to close the deal, pass that problem on to somebody else, get that contract processed. At Sandler, we help the prospect embrace that. Bring it up. Help them go through it. Work through that second thought, that buyer's remorse. It might sound something like, Jim, I'm looking forward to working with you. I think it's going to be fun. This accounting solution is what your company needs. Now, you were a little concerned that we couldn't get the conversion in place within three weeks. It's going to be more like five. Are you going to be okay with that? Help that person work through it. What better way to reinforce the role of a trusted advisor than to help that person work through their buyer's remorse? Rule number six, don't buy back tomorrow what you sold today. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mike Burroughs, uh, Mortgage House of America. Uh, Mike, in the last segment here, I'd like to ask our company leaders like yourself if they could have a leadership tip, maybe two, for other CEOs. Take you out of the mortgage business and just make you a leader. Um, I think I would answer that by recommending that um, – I really enjoyed a recent book given to me by one of the Fortune 100 company CEOs, a book called From Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm -hmm. Jim Collins spent five years gathering information with 20 people, and they analyzed public companies. Mm -hmm. They brought all the data together, and they were searching for what makes a company go from good to great? Mm-hmm. And if I had any leadership tip to give CEOs out there, take a couple hours and read that book. And I think you'll come away with the feeling that of the 25 CEOs that he interviewed, only one had the ego problem. Mm-hmm. And others said the Internet But the truth is that most of them were of the opinion to get good people to get out of their way. 
Mm-hmm. And you take care of the capital, find people with the passion, and just step out of the way. So that's my tip. You know, if I was going to pick that book, uh, and naturally we don't teach that in our classes because that would be uh, wrong from an intellectual property perspective. I tell people to read the book and read carefully the section on the hedgehog principle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do one thing and really do it great. Right. That's true. Don't do everything. Yeah, well, there's so much in that book. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. That that principle is important. And we can talk offline because at some places in my fortune career, I worked in companies that are talked about in that book. Mm. And... uh, I won't swear to the total accuracy of the book. <laughs> uh, because if it was totally accurate, companies couldn't go from great back to good. But they did. They do. Yeah, they do. That, that they're, they're, therein lies an issue from a leadership perspective. Sometimes it, it happens because of a change in leadership, planned or unplanned. And you may or may not recall that he picked uh, Fannie Mae is one of the good to great companies. Yes, I, which, I, which I, not, wasn't, I wasn't going to mention names. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that we'd even call them good anymore. Uh, maybe they never were. It was a reflection that he was looking at. Well, figures lie, layers figure. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's change the subject to uh, what is your company doing on the internet? Do you get business through the Internet? Um, I really don't. Um, It has surprised me just in the last two months that people have told me um, that they have Googled uh, mortgage companies, and they've told me I come up on Google as number one, which I haven't even tested to see if that's true. But to answer your question, I do have a website. The primary purpose is not to bring business in. But I may have a Proctor guy in China, may have a Johnson and Johnson guy in Europe, and the whole purpose of my internet site is to gather the information. So people can actually fill out forms on your website. Yeah, it takes about twenty minutes, and it's you know it's just click click click. And how many a week do you get? How many do I get a week mm-hmm. oh, over the web? I would say um, probably not more than ten. So for every 10 you get in, how many are actually uh, financeable deals that are closed? In that case, I'd say all 10 because we've told them to go to the Internet. Okay, you've instructed them to go yeah. to the Internet after talking. To them. Right. I, I think very few people just go to the Internet, find me, and fill out the form. Again, they want to call and say, what is your rate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell me your credit score. Tell yeah. me your income. Tell me your debts. Yeah, and the, the Sandler response to that would be, wrong question. Right. What you should be asking me is, how can you help me if right. I have right. this Absolutely. credit situation? Absolutely. You got it. Perfect. Okay, that's good. Uh, if, if you were going to... Uh, use one of our special machines, the Wayback Machine. I think I told you about that one. That's the one that allows you to go back in time. Oh, yes, you did. You did. Yeah. Um, uh, It was advertised in the Wall Street Journal. I show you the ad. Okay. Uh, And it allows you to reverse bad business decisions from about 10 years ago. Maybe you could tell uh, our listeners the single bad business decision from 10 years ago that you would reverse Knowing what you know today. Yeah, well, if I could put it in context, um, I'm a great believer in going to national seminars, finding out what's hot, what's not, what works, what doesn't work. So I would always attend the National Brokers Association, be it in Las Vegas, Louisiana, uh, Boston, wherever. And it struck me that I was up to 23 employees in 20. Oh, three in that refinance market. Mm-hmm. And the average guy in an audience of about 500, almost all of them never had more than 10 employees. And so it struck me that I had gone beyond the profit margin curve because, as you know, 
when you have in your small that many employees, I guess I'd classify it as you got 22 problems. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a problem. So um, if I had to do it over again, I would not get greater in number of employees than 12, which is my goal today. Mm-hmm. So if I had that to reverse, I would have probably saved myself a lot of money. That's a good uh, insight. Yep. Know what your span of control is and know what markets you should be in. And know your margins. Be careful about profit margins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in your world, you don't believe that something like search engine optimization or pay-per-click on Google makes any sense. No, I'm not saying that. Um, different business models, for example, I'll sell loans to Quicken. You know, they've become the third largest wholesale retailer in America. No kidding. And I'll sell loans to Bank of America. I'll sell loans to Wells Fargo. I'll sell loans to anybody that has a better price than my competitors. So I'm with the biggest, I'm with the smallest. What's your need? My forte, my expertise is to tailor you to the right bank. If I don't pick the right bank the first time, uh, after two times, I will move on. You know, I can't help you for some reason. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important that I pick the right bank the first time for my client's needs. Mm -hmm. And because most of my clients want the lowest interest rate, then that's where the relationship with the investor, where I can pick up the phone and talk to them. Isn't it really the uh, lowest interest rate consistent with uh, my credit rating consistent with when I want to close? Because I've is. heard horror stories um, about some mortgage loan companies that uh, promise the world and then when it comes day to close, they're not there. They're not there. Or there are new terms and conditions imposed at closing which weren't disclosed prior which caused the closing to fail. Yeah, that's been the biggest criticism of the consumers as a whole from Maine to California. Uh, I didn't get at the closing what I bargained for, Mm -hmm. and then I had no choice but to close, as opposed to walking away and not closing the purchase. Well, we had a a President's Club member who should remain nameless who uh, went to one of these uh, telephone rooms uh, for mortgages. They told him they would in closing, handle his uh, penalty for prepayment on the original loan to refinance. uh, And he was buying a new house, and he had sold his old house. So in the morning, he sold his old house, collected the money on it. In the afternoon, he was closing on the new house, and the new house closed where the mortgage company didn't pick up the penalty from the morning closing, and he was 20 grand in short, close. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was short Mm -hmm. in closing couldn't close on the new house. Him and the wife and the three kids had to move to a extended stay motel. Yeah. Lost the, the second house. Yeah, well, um there's no question that there's been abuses in the last 13 years that I've been doing this. Um yeah, the uh the abuse or the accuracy of the the mortgage loan process was a little bit loose. I'm glad to hear we have licensing now. Oh yeah, each I and every too. individual. I am too. Um, now, do they need a national license and an Ohio license? They need to be cleared by the FBI on a national level. Mm-hmm. But each state, each state issues the license. Okay. In 2003, we had 35,000 of me in Ohio. Today, mm-hmm. we have 726. We're down to 726 licensed loan officers. Yeah, so I'm glad we have licenses. That's good. That's good. It's wonderful. Mike, I want to thank you for uh, for being on the show today and in appreciation for being on the show. I'm going to give you a copy of uh, Sandler's latest book, Sandler Success Principles. That's 11 insights that will change the way you sell. Thank you. Uh, that was released last April. Went to number one on Amazon. Stayed on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. I think it hit three there, or maybe even one, uh, for a couple of months. 
Well, when rates go up, I'll definitely read it. Hey, I tell people it's all about taking market share. Yep. Uh, thanks for being on again, Mike. Thank and you. Scott, why don't you uh, take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.